I know that that riles people up emotionally, but I think the real shady thing. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We talking cheer, we talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight, we're on. Let's begin. This is episode number 151. Not sure if there's going to be a 152, but thank you for joining. We have a great episode for you guys today. Now, does cheerleading get the recognition it deserves? Today, we start the show off talking about Sonia, the high school senior who wasn't able to participate in her school's signing day along with her classmates. Join us as we navigate the blurred lines between athletics and recognition in the world of cheer. Then we'll pivot the discussion to talk about motivation. We're uncovering the power of intrinsic motivation and offering insights for both parents and coaches alike. And finally, we're wrapping up the episode with cheer A to Z and dive deep into visualization techniques that will elevate your game. But before we get into that, if you are new, welcome to the show where we are bringing cheer education and entertainment to both coaches and parents alike. And when we can, bridging the gap between the parents and the coaches. New episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Google Podcast. Quick shout out to Claire who helps us stay on top of things on IG. Shout out to Jenny who edits the pod. Shout out to my mother, love you mom. Shout out to Sheila, Robin, Chanel, Tamara, Mike, the lean, mean coaching machine. Shout out to Adam. Shout out to Casey. Shout out to Melissa from the Sweet Miss Bake Shop. Check her out on IG. Shout out to Lauren Clark. I actually used to coach a Lauren Clark but it's not the same one shout out to Pablo representing for all the cheer dads out there shout out to our mate Michelle shout out to Erica shout out to Bo say hi to me it's my birthday Beal shout out to Austin thanks for the headbands man shout out to world class cheer and our newest supporter Hallie shout out to the homies in Seattle again Everything donated goes towards giving you a better listening experience. So if you want to help support the show financially, there's a link in the show notes. I'm the cheer director at American Cheer, AKSC.com, sharing with you my life, running a program, managing a staff, coaching the athletes, and working with the parents. And on the other side of the microphone is a cheer mom who represents all of you parent listeners out there and asks the questions that you guys have at home. Don't be less when you can be more. And we're on. This is the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I'm your host, Jason Larkin. Where we talk cheer, we talk life, and we talk whatever comes to mind. Five, six, seven, eight. Let's get started. Turn it up and tune in into Let's Talk Cheer with Jason Larkin. We talking cheer, we talking like you know we're always talking. So listen up, you boy, about to go all in. Five, six, seven, eight. We're on. Let's begin. Be more what's good. I think we all should take a moment and just be happy we are alive and breathing. No matter what we're going through, we're alive and we're breathing. I heard that, homies. I certainly did. Wanna know what else makes me happy, B? What? I'm not sure if you saw this, but Snooky reposted us. Oh, she did? No, yeah, I didn't. She did twice. She did twice. 
two hmm. different posts. <laughs> Let me go so find that. Was that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's too late now. It's gone now. She reposted. Darn. She reposted one of our um, one of the memes we posted on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. And what was the first one? We had like a it was like a groundhog thing it was like groundhog like yelling because of like awards and they played the cupid shuffle again i know she reposted that one i can't remember if that was the first one or the second one she reposted i actually think that was the first one she reposted mm-hmm. and then she reposted another one and i was like dude shout out to snooki let's yeah. go so that was pretty cool i guess her daughter cheers at uh cja uh, central jersey all-stars yeah she does so yeah that was pretty cool i did see her in indy oh did you I don't know if I ever told you that, but I did see her. We got there Thursday. So I saw her Thursday night. We were walking around and I just so happened. I think she was staying at a hotel. I don't remember what it was called. I'm pretty sure that's where she was at. And I, you know, she's a big social media person. So I had seen Mm. some little girls, you know, running around in this lobby. And then I like turned and I was like, oh, my God, that's Snooki. And the twins were like, who's (laughs) Snooki? I'm like, you don't, you don't, you don't understand. And the, yeah. the girls were like, go talk to her, go talk to her. But she was like sitting with some other like cheer moms, you know? And I'm like, dude, she probably gets this all the time. Like, let's just let her relax. She's here for her kid. So mm-hmm. yeah, I saw her, but it was, you know, then I never saw her the rest of the weekend. I'm like, dang it. I yeah. should have, should have been like, what's up meatball. <laughs> what up meatball. Yo, Jim Tan laundry. Let's go. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. There you go. You know, it's funny, like pre-recording, I knew I was going to tell you this, like the Snooky thing. And you had said, we have a situation. And I was like, like the situation. <laughs> I just laughed at myself. So <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, here we are. We're going, we're doing things. But uh, this got sent to me getting into our first uh, little topic. Uh, actually brought to you by Evolve. Guys, championship rings are here guys championship season is here nca is coming up usa nationals is coming up summit worlds you know all the good stuff is coming up right now cheer sport just wrapped up some of you guys won congratulations and you're looking to get a championship ring guys go to evolve you get your ring design by santuan rings by santuan shout out and uh you know rock you get you some some bling you know done by the best in the biz so Evolve Championship Rings, EvolveScholastics.com. Anyway, this got sent to me so many times. People want us to talk about this. And I thought it was pretty interesting. So um, anyway, B, go ahead and hook us up with this, you know, this hot top, you know, what's going on, what's hot in the news right now? All right. People are talking about this. So Jason, you have to correct me on her name. Sienna? I felt like it was Sonia. Sonia. Okay. Sonia is a varsity cheer captain, stellar leader, incredible athlete, member of the National Honor Society. Congratulations. And a beautiful person inside and out. So first and foremost, please join me in congratulating Sonia on her offer from Stephen F. Austin State University to cheer on their high, highly competitive team in the fall of 2024. Although much celebration is in order, the athletic director of Rockwell ISD did not allow this athlete to celebrate her success and signing with SFA in the same gym where her where 18 of her fellow peer athletes were recognized yesterday at RHS signing day a gym where RHS cheer NCA national champion banners hang the gym where she has cheered many of the athletes at Rockwell High School to victory a gym where 18 of her peers had tables set up with a large showing of students family faculty and administrative support for 
their shining moment. Well deserved for each of these athletes, including Sonia. So instead, she was told she could not participate in signing day as an athlete and was sequestered to a separate area in the corner of the cafeteria annex alone. At a later time in the day after school started, she was denied because cheerleaders are not categorized as student athletes in Rockwell ISD due to an arbitrary categorization of how the sport reports up to the admin as fine arts, therefore is not part of athletics. However, when Rockwell Cheer placed third in the UIL state championship for 6A division first last month, they gladly accepted the UIL points for that accomplishment. I sincerely hope that Rockwell ISD will consider their stance on this or reconsider their stance on this. Every athlete deserves equality, inclusion, and the opportunity to be celebrated equally, regardless of an arbitrary categorization of an org chart. Let's do right by these kids we're supposed to protect. We are so proud of Sonia. You handled yourself with grace and class in a situation that shouldn't have happened. You are supported and loved by so many who absolutely recognize you as the amazing student athlete you are. Thank you to many Rockwell High School staffs who tried to make the best situation. No one agreed with it, but who had hands tied due to the authority of the AD. He stands alone in this stance, and I think we should let him know. There we go. Guys, comp season is here, and champions are being crowned every weekend commemorate your victory with a championship ring from Evolve. Have you ever seen those designs by Santuan, those championship rings on Instagram? Well, Evolve is the company that brings those designs to life. So if you're looking for a championship ring with a championship ring design, champions don't settle. Champions Evolve. Evolve where champions forge their legacy. Visit EvolveScholastics.com or follow them on Instagram at Evolve. Evolve Champ Rings. Link in the show notes. Killed it. Let's go. Heavy stuff right there. So yeah, I got got sent to me several times. And hey, Sonia, congratulations. Go Jack. So your boy went to SFA. So that's actually mm-hmm. my alma mater that she's she's getting signed to. So that's pretty cool. And I hope you truly have a blast. You're now family now, Sonia. So welcome to the fam. And yeah, this is a crazy story. But someone else had sent uh, something to me with a little bit more context. So I, I'm going to read this and I guess we can kind of discuss different ideas. So this, another coach had sent this to me and said, if you decided to cover this topic on your podcast, I can give you a school perspective. I'm currently the cheer director and she says, says her gym, but work or sorry, worked in our athletic office at our local high school for five years. And so she's like, I'm going to share the school side of things. I believe in my heart of hearts that cheers a sport and athletes should be treated as such, but she is giving us perspective, which I like. I appreciate that about this because I feel like that is a lot of times what we do on the show is you or I will come to the other person with something that frustrates us. Hey, this or I don't understand this. And then the other person goes, I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm just letting you know this is what it's like from a parent's perspective or this is what it's like from a coach's perspective. So she's not saying she agrees with this. She's just saying this is what it's like from the school's perspective, which I thought could provide some insight. I worked in a high school athletic office and understand how this happened. This situation is a catch-22, something we have to be very cautious about what we wish for. Because uh, cheer is probably considered a school activity, which you said in, in your read, she is able to participate in cheer competitions. In many states like Illinois, athletes have to choose between school cheer and comp cheer because you can't participate in the same sport during the same season. Missouri does not have the same rule. 
school. And she goes on to name some other places that don't have the same rules. From the school's perspective, potentially, they have to draw the line somewhere or this gets out of control very quickly. What happens when an athlete signs for a sport the school district doesn't even offer? Bowling or archery, right? Hey, we got kids. These kids, we got these kids got signed to SFA for bowling. SFA actually has a dope bowling team, national champions, shout out. But the school doesn't offer bowling. Like, what do we do in this situation? What happens when the student goes to school activities and wants to be included in signing day, which is not sport focused? Chess, band, thespians, etc. Right. So we have these kids who are signing again to SFA or AM or UCLA to play chess band. Like these, these are clearly not things we consider sports, but should we have them sign too? They see their accolades. They are sorry. They see the accolades their peers are receiving and feel they deserve it too. I'm not saying achievements shouldn't be rewarded. Sometimes schools just have to be strict to control the chaos. I only share this because I've lived the athletic office life and signings become a logistical nightmare. Instead of 18 tables, you now need 100 plus to accommodate every scenario. Every parent is contacting the office for their kid with everything schools have to handle these days. This just can't be a priority. And she goes on to talk about, you know, if we really want school to be, or school, uh, cheer to be recognized as a sport. And so what do I want to say? Well, B, what are your initial thoughts? What what are you going to say? I debated saying anything because... As a mom, this kind of gets me heated. Well, I can understand where when, you know, that school, the school that you go to doesn't have, you know, chess or bowling as a sport and they want to, you know, do a signing night. I, I can understand that perspective because they don't offer it. Right. But I looked at the pictures and their NCA banners are hanging in their gym. If you're mm-hmm. not going to recognize this athlete, then take those banners down. Like yeah. from the mom heart, take them down. Like that is absolutely absurd because if you can recognize them for winning a national championship, one of the biggest cheerleading competitions there is. I mean, I know it's not the biggest one, but it's huge. And you can fly those banners in your gym, but you won't let this girl sit in her, her gym and be recognized. Mm-hmm. That is absurd to me. And, you know, when the lady that wrote in, when she says, you know, it turns from 18 to 100, I can understand the school's perspective where you kind of got to limit it and you got to pick and choose those type of things. You had 18 kids in your gym. What's one more? Like, are you really hurting the gym by having one more athlete in there? So I would be pretty upset if I was this athlete's parent. And I don't know her side of it, but it looks like she made the best of the situation. So she definitely deserves a huge congratulations. There you go. Yeah, it's a weird, like the original, co- the coach, the, the response I read to you. It is a, it really is a catch 22, which I, which is a bigger, you know, more than just her particular situation, you know, more than her particular situation. I think it really comes down to being recognized as a sport or not. And if that's something that cheer truly wants. And I know we say we want it, but I don't know if we understand the implications of being recognized as a sport. Because I myself worked at California Baptist University. You guys have heard me say that a billion times. And we were under athletics there, right? So we were recognized as a sport by the school, uh, although we weren't recognized by a sport for NCAA. So the NCAA has tons and tons of rules. I understand this is a high school student and high school athlete, you know, high school athletics. But the NCAA has tons and tons and tons of regulations that I will be quite frank, I did not want any part of. So we use the rules that were 
a benefit to us as the cheer program. We we use the rules that were a benefit to us. And if we didn't want to follow the rule because we just thought it was stupid, right? We just ignored that rule. And the and AD was cool with that, right? And so we're kind of straddling the fence. But I know that we are recognized as a sport, there were lots of things that we weren't going to be able to do that that we did, right? And so nothing crazy. There's just lots of like arbitrary rules that are just like, you know, when it comes to recruiting. Gym owners, do you find yourself working 100-hour weeks? And then did you know that being underpaid and undervalued is the number one cause for owner burnout? The business coaches at NextGen, some of my good friends, can help you get out of that rut. They, in fact, are gym owners themselves, so they've been in your shoes. The NextGen coaches work alongside gym owners to help them grow their programs and build their profits. So if you want to learn more about how Next NextGen can help you book a call at nextgenowners.com. Like you're not allowed to call athletes um, during certain times of the year. They have like blackout dates. You're not allowed to recruit athletes between, you know, this time and this time. During this time, you're allowed to text them. You're not allowed to call them. This time, you're not even allowed to text them. You're allowed to send them a letter. You're allowed to bring them on campus during this time, but not on campus during this time. You can give them one official um, tour of your school. They can take a, an unofficial, they can take one official and there's a, you know, there's definitions between an official visit, and unofficial visit. There's like all these rules, right? Yeah. I want to know parts of that, right? I just wanted to be able to do our program and, and recruit how we wanted to, or, you know, these things called impermissible benefits, right? And so, you know, we wanted to be able to freely move and do those things because they, you know, they restrict your ability. And, and there's so many other things. I just remember the recruiting ones, you know, there's practice times that the, they limit the amount of practice a team can have during the week, you know, and and all these different things about practice times and all these things were like strictly regulated by the NCAA, right? Uh, That we didn't necessarily have to follow because we weren't an NCAA sport. And so do we want to be called a sport? You know, once we're called a sport, we now have to follow all of those regulations. And I'm sure like if it ever happens or cheer becomes a sport, I'm sure there's gonna be lots of cheer programs who go, yeah, I liked it better when we weren't a sport. So, you know, for this particular athlete, you know, I I feel like in this situation, I do feel bad for her that, you know, I I get the, uh, you know, we have to draw a line somewhere. Where does the chaos stop? You know, we go from 18 tables to 100 tables. I totally understand that. But I, I, um, I feel like you're saying, you know, it was one more kid. It was one more kid this particular year, you know, so but I understand the AD. I understand the AD as far as, well, what the what this other coach presented as the AD's um, problem, because once. Once you open Pandora's box, now believe me, I know this as the the CD, the cheer director. That once you let one person do one thing, parents hold that against you forever. That you you let that one kid three years ago. I remember three years ago, you let that one kid do this. How come I can't do it? And you're like, well, I'm never doing anything for anybody anymore because y'all gonna hold that against me forever. I uh, feel for Sonia. I really do. It's a tough situation. Like like the other coach said, uh, it's catch swing too. It's a tough situation to be in. So, but you know, but you're going to SFA and you have a time of your life and you're going to make it happen. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on to that? Yeah. I would love to hear 
her parents' side of it. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a little bit more to it than we know. So, you know, we're only talking about what we have heard. And, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like there might be a little bit more to it. So I'd like to hear her, you know, mom or dad's perspective on it. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think, like, you want to fly those banners, but you don't want to recognize her. Like, you need to take them banners yeah. down. Yeah. You know, the other what I think more offensive than the banners is that they collected i think it's the uil points and so what that sounds like to me is that for every team that wins something you get set amount of points towards it sounds like it's like like a total school competition or like our school you know liberty high school versus frontier high school whose total sports win the most points and is going to get like you know the award not just the football team or the basketball team but who has the best overall athletic team or athletic school right that's what it sounds like to me and that they i think that's actually the shadiest part is that they took the uil points for cheer winning, you know, the national championship, but then didn't recognize her on the back end, you know, you know, the banner has to go somewhere, you know, <laughs> and I get it. It's like, it's really like, oh, the NCAA banner. I, I know that that riles people up emotionally, but I think the real shady thing is that they took those points that are directly athletic related. Like that's directly athletically related that the school benefited from and then didn't let her sign. So anyway, you said something about NCA. I know it's not the hardest competition or not the biggest competition out there, but it is a big one. Shout out to UCA high school nationals, which I believe is the biggest high school nationals in the country. It has to be right. It has to be very, uh, I think it's definitely bigger than NCA, which would make it the biggest one. So shout out to UCA high school nationals and not just shout out to UCA high school nationals, but shout out to modern day guys, Katie Bowers, the homie. So me and Katie, used to coach together at PCM. Well, we didn't coach together at PCM. She used to coach El Dorado High School who rented out gym space when I was at PCM. So her high school team would practice at the same time as my all-star team, right? And we'd share, we were back-to-back to each other. So, and they won UCA High School Nationals I don't know, three times in a row, four times in a row, like something crazy, right? And then she ended up leaving El Dorado and taking the job at Modern Day. And it's been, you know, it's been some years since she's been at Modern Day and they keep getting close and they won it this year. And so I'm super happy for Katie because it was just, uh, it was always super cool to coach on the floor with her. She's actually the one who taught me how to do full up to one leg. Not me. She taught me how to teach it to athletes. And so she's like, oh yeah, you want to do full up to immediate body position? Here, here's the secret, Jason. Taught me how to do it. We've been doing it ever since. This is the first year we actually aren't doing, like for senior four, a one and a half up to one leg. So sorry, Katie. I decided to do a different stunt this year, but she was the one who taught me how to do it. So um, yeah, they won. And they had like a hundred and like, 50 teams that they competed against. They split it off into like A, B, C, and D. But you know how like in All-Stars, you know, A just stays against A the entire time. And if you win, you're just the A national champion. And if you win this one, you're the B national champion. They eventually start combining those things together, right? So they take the top five from this and the top five from this, top five from this. Then they combine them. And so, you know, effectively, you know, they won nationals with like 150 teams in their division. So, so shout out again to Modern Day and Katie and everyone out there. Someone share this with her if you know her. But Katie was wild. She she was a wild coach. She Uh made me realize I was, she made me realize I was soft. She's like, she, man, she's probably still the same. I don't think she's changed. She probably still exactly say she was wild. I was like, y'all, that could be you. 
You see that? That could be your life right there. You're lucky. I see. Yeah, she was wild, but I loved her. So shout out to uh to Katie. So um yeah, uh let's go ahead, get to a break, and then when we come back, we got the quote of the week. Sound good to you? Sounds good. Let's do this. Cheer coaches, is your routine a hot mess? Okay, maybe not hot mess, but you know that if you're going to be competitive, you've got to figure out a way to get your routine cleaner. All right, well, my highly requested training, How to Clean Your Routine, is finally a digital course that you can purchase right now. So no more blob performances. Click the link in the show notes and get ready for crispy, clean routines. And we are back. All right. B, we're going to go ahead and move into the quote of the week brought to us today by Next Gen. So um, Next Gen, guys, April 22nd in Orlando, Florida, they're having their one day business builder for coaches and owners and directors. So get your fill in right before the start of the new season. Get that, that, that end of the year, that start of the year tune-up. So April 22nd, ngconferences.com. So if you're in Orlando or going to be out there for All-Star Worlds, be sure to check it out. Link in the show notes. But we're going to go ahead and get into this quote of the week, which is one I really like. Friendly reminder to athletes. Oh, shout out to Earl. Uh, I'm not sure if Earl still listens to the show, but I know he was an early listener of the show. He used to like he used to like text me all the time or like message me on Facebook all the time about just episodes and like repost it. He was like one of the early subscribers of the show, which I always enjoyed, always appreciated that Earl. He had actually posted this the other day on IG and I told him that 1000% is going to be the quote of the week. Friendly reminder to athletes, if you want to compete at a high level, you shouldn't have to be convinced to train. Woo! Let's go, baby. Here we go. If you want to compete at a high level, you shouldn't have to be convinced to train. Man, I love that. You know, it really speaks to internal and external motivation, right? Uh, If you want to compete at a high level, you, your choice, do you want to compete at a high level? If you want to compete at a high level and you want to win worlds, win summit, you know, get paid bids, do whatever you want to do, you have all these lofty goals then your work should be lofty as well. Like you should be out there putting in that work, right? And so you shouldn't have to be externally motivated, right? Convinced by your coaches to work hard when you internally have great goals. And I think a lot of times, no, for real, most most people, they say they want it. They don't really want it. They want the end result without putting in any of the work. They just want it to happen automatically. But the truth is you got to put in the work and you should not have to be convinced to work hard. You know, you should, if if you want it, then you're going to go after it because life, not, they're not handing you anything. I tell this to the kids all the time, guys, they're not handing you anything except for last place. That's the only thing you don't have to earn. That's the only thing you don't have to earn. You want to get second to last, you got to earn it. You want to get third to last, you got to earn that too, right? All the way up until, you know, the national champion, right? And so the only thing they're going to hand you is last place. Other than that, you got to earn it and uh, make it happen. So, you know, go in there, put in that work. Don't talk about it. Be about it. My coach used to say that to us all the time. Don't tell me 
show me. We had too many people. Bailey actually said something to me the other day. I was, um, because <laughs> I, I tell that, I say that, you understand how many times I say that in practice. Don't talk about it, be about it, people. And we were conditioning the kids, conditioning, conditioning, and they got done conditioning and they're about to run um, full out. And I go up to the kids and I give them a little pep talk, a little pump up speech. Hey guys, let's go. Motivated them. And I walk over back to where us coaches stand. Bay looked at me. She said, don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> Stop it, Bailey. <laughs> Stop using my own words against me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but for real, for real. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Put it in that work, homies. So, yeah, that's our, our, our quote of the week. Man, my coach would say that to us all the time. Don't tell me, show me. All right, coach, I'll show you. So, anyway, any thoughts on the, the quote of the week? Anything you want to add on to that, B? No, I like that one. I think it speaks volume for itself. Good stuff. Anyway, moving right along, Jeff, we actually had a great question sent into the show that I actually want to get your take on. So here we go. As a dad, I experienced for the first time my daughter falling on a hard new skill and being so shook that she stepped out of her training during her private lesson. I made her go and complete a series of lower level skills so that she left the training with confidence and not the psychological defeat of the fall. Her coach agreed that that was the right move 100%, but not every parent agrees with it. So they're 50-50 on how they handle it. Curious on your perspective on this. Great question. And Jeff, I actually am dying to hear your perspective on this. Good question. All right. Thanks for sending it over. The answer to this question is it depends, which is probably why you're getting a 50-50 split reaction. If your athlete has no history of fear or mental blocks, showing support to your child when they're upset, to regain confidence by jumping back in there and working lower level skills or what I call ladder stepping is 100% a great intervention. However, if your child has a history of fear or mental blocks, I would 100% advise against a parent playing the role of a coach and telling their child what to do. In cases like this, I always say stay in your lane. Um, if this was the case, a better intervention would be just give your child a hug, a kiss, listen to their fears, ask them how you can support them better and listen to what they say. I hope that helps. Jeff, thanks a ton, man. That was a actually super helpful. It actually gives me the idea. That was the first time we've ever done that where we just asked kind of like a one-off question to like an outside, you know, coach. But maybe we'll start doing that where we just kind of take these one-off questions, kind of bring in guests just for a quick second and um, make that happen. But Jeff, guys, Jeff is great. He is super insightful. He is just, I, every time he comes on the show, he is a wealth of knowledge, a well of knowledge, a, a, a well of wealthy knowledge. So go be sure to check out his VidZing. So I'll leave the link uh, below, but he has courses for athletes who are struggling with mental blocks and fear and for, and not just for athletes. It's so he has courses for, and workbooks and all these things for the athletes, for the coaches and for the parents. So if you're struggling with mental blocks, struggling with fear and tumbling or just anxiety in general, he just has so much good stuff. So be sure to check his stuff out. Uh, link in the show notes to uh, check that out. Also, parents, you guys have been coming through. I'd said uh, B, you weren't on the show is when we had Chris Comfort on Cheerboy Mom on not too long ago about doing a uh, 
cheer a um a score sheet update uh training for coach for parents right and just being like hey we're going to do one for parents and if you want to have a a basic understanding of the uh, score sheet as a parent please feel free to dm me i need three dms from parents and if i get three dms then i'll go ahead and do one i'll let i'll know that there are people out there who want it we reached the quota <laughs> actually stop dming me people <laughs> we got there <laughs> so people listen to it like three weeks later like hey uh just let you know i want i want it like yeah <laughs> thank you that was just... <laughs> no we're gonna do it we're gonna do it i actually one mom i actually think the last mom to say hey we want the the course or whatever not the course but you know the training the webinar i was like hey are you do you want it this year or do you want it next year? Because the score sheet changes so much. You know, what are your just from your perspective as a mom? I was like, because the score sheet changes, it's going to change as soon as the season's done. And then what I basically went over is going to be like not really relevant anymore, or most of it will be relevant, but some of it just flat out just won't be relevant. And she said, well, you should wait until the summer then. And I'm going to take that mother's advice. That mother spoke for all of you other cheer parents out there who want this. Yeah, we're going to put one together during the summer for parents who want to at least have a basic understanding of the score sheet. So we'll do that. I, I said I used to do it all the time at American. Now we just flat it flat out, just go over the scores and I'll just kind of explain the score sheet as we go through the scores. But uh, yeah, we'll put together one during the summer. I also do them for coaches. So but I've never done like a group one. I always have done it, you know, per request. Like, hey, we're from XYZ All-Stars. Can you, you know, teach us about the score sheet? Of course I can teach you about the score sheet and I'll go, but maybe I'll do one. So here we go. Another three DMs. If I should do a big one for coaches and gyms that you want to be a part of, feel free to DM me. Let, let's see if there's a market out there. If people actually want it, then we'll put together something. Is your gym heading to the All-Star Worlds this year? If so, you've got to check out the Next Generation Gym Owners One Day Business Builder Conference in Orlando on April 22nd. This conference offers business education for all-star gym owners from the best business experts in the industry, Next Gen, and is perfect for owners looking to grow their gyms. Learn more at ngconferences.com. Link in the show notes. Also coming up, this is just kind of random. Myself, Kristen Wheeler, uh, aka Cheer Mom Blog, and Dan Cotton from the Cheer Biz Podcast. We're doing like a three, we're doing like a multi-guest thing episode coming up here soon. So not sure when it comes out, but you know, get excited for the three of us to be on a show together. Anyway, be sure to check out the courses. You want to get smart. Link in the bio, link in the bio, link in the description. How to clean your routine. Oh, get your cheer review. Get your routine reviewed. Guys, NCA's coming up. NCA's coming up. I have a feeling I just reviewed the NCA National Champions routine. I have a feeling I just reviewed the NCA National Champions routine in the auction. I'm going to predict the division. I don't want to jinx them. Don't jinx them. Nope. Nope. Okay. I'll let you know. If the team, they sent me a video, I'll let, I'm I'm telling you, they the champs. You know, if you want to get on that championship level, holla at your boy. All right. So B, I was uh, going through Instagram mm -hmm. looking for just, okay, what else are we going to talk about on the pod? And I was like, you know what? We haven't done wisdom walk in a while. 
So I was going through the wisdom walk. And as you know, we have wisdom walk both on the coaches page and the parents page, right? I'm going through, I'm looking through the coaches, looking through, and I'm like reading them all, reading them all, reading them all. I finally get the one. And in case you guys don't remember, wisdom walk is I posted something on a coach's page and on a parent's page and said, hey, hey, parents, hey, coaches, what advice would you give to a new generation of, you know, either coaches or parents coming up in the industry, right? And everyone gave all their 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 feedback. Hey, you should do this. Shouldn't do this, blah, blah. And I'm reading through. And as I get down towards the end of the coach's one, a coach had said something like, don't do it. Right. And then said JK and then went on with their advice for the future generation of coaches. And what stood out to me about that is that of all the comments I read, and there were 99 comments. Now, I'm not saying I read all 99, but I, there was 99 comments up there, right? Of the 99 comments I read, or of the ones I read of the 99, that was the first one and only one that said, don't do it. Right. And then, he, and then he immediately said, just joking, and then went on with their advice. You can go on to the parents one if you want, or if you're a parent, you can go on to the parent one. And it seems like one out of every three, I didn't fact check it this morning. I just have read it so many times, gone through looking at what we we're going to talk about. <clears throat> but it honestly seems like one out of every three or one out of every four from the parents says, don't do it or run or like, you know, make some joke about not doing it. And some just flat out said it. Like, and then didn't like, um, even give like an explanation after as far, oh, I'm just joking, you know, make sure your daughter wears her bow to practice or whatever. And it, I don't know, it just, it reminded me of Christina Johnson had this post because shout out to Christina Johnson, former, uh, coach of the American coach at the cheer central sons for a while, but she just recently decided I'm not going to coach cheerle cheerleading anymore. And like her retirement post was something like, you know, I'm done coaching and she just basically said it's so hard to continually to pour into others when they're not pouring back into you. And I remember like when I read it, it seemed like she was talking about, and this was a few months ago when I read it, so it's a little blurry. But from what I remember, it seemed like she was talking about it's so hard to pour into these athletes every day when their parents don't take the time to pour back into you and like kind of recognize and be grateful. And I felt like I kind of saw that today in the so many coaches giving so many other coaches like advice. And, you know, it's like, hey, man, make sure you keep the kids first. Like some of the other ones, you know, all the ones we've read. Hey, make sure that you keep you make a connection with the athletes every single day. Hey, make sure that you're not coaching this, the athletes the same way that you used to be coached, right? You got to evolve with the times and make sure you're the best coach for these athletes. What was the other one we read? Uh, it's not about you. This is about the athletes, right? And so, so many coaches giving this advice to help the coaches be better coaches for the athletes. And then on the other side, like no reciprocation of that, right? Of parents showing kind of the appreciate, like, yeah, don't do it. You know, it's not worth it, you know? So I don't know. I'm not sure where I was going with that. But, you know, it just kind of struck me as, uh, you know, I don't know. Are we? Am I Am I crazy, B? Or what, what your, what's your perspective? Well, let me ask you a question. When you saw all those parents saying, don't do it, you, as this being your career as a cheer coach, a cheer director, I mean, you and your wife eat, sleep and breathe cheer. Like, that's what you do for a living, right? Did mm -hmm. it hurt you, in a sense, when people said, don't do it? No, it didn't hurt me. It just struck me as odd because when I first read it, it just seemed like everyone wants to be the funny guy, you know, mm -hmm. and like, you know, hey, give me some advice. Don't do it. Ah! And it just seemed like everyone wanted to be the funny guy. And it would have been funny. Well, it would have been funnier 
had only one person posted it after like the first five, you know, comments, you know, do this, do this, do this, don't do it, blah, blah. I mean, I, I, I get a chuckle. I get it, right? It's not super easy, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, we we know that we all love the sport, even if we can make fun of ourselves. Like, I'm I'm, I'm totally okay making fun of ourselves and being like, ah, oh, you don't want to do this, right? You know, we uh, have, I share an office with the swim director, right? And she always talk about, in our early years, talking about, starting a competitive program, the swim is all rec. We don't offer competitive swim at the gym, just all learn to swim, swim school. And she used to talk about, Hey, I want to, I think I want to start a competition team. <laughs> I go, Teresa, you want no parts of starting competition. It's a totally new beast. You want no parts of start. You got, you got a nice cushy job, right? You got thousands of kids, thousands. You have a thousand kids in your program and it's all rec. You're living the life, right? And so I'm I'm totally fine with us like making fun of ourselves, but it just struck me like this morning as I was reading it, it just hit me, which is the reason why we haven't read a ton of a ton from the parent side. Honestly, that's why we haven't read a ton from the parent side, because half is an exaggeration, but half of them were like, don't do it. I'm like, we don't have any good parent advice to pass on to the parents. We have all this advice from the coaches. Um, and again, it didn't strike me until this morning when I finally, when I finally got one from a coach that said, just kidding, or um, not just kidding, but don't do it. And was like, oh yeah, that's like every other answer on the parent side. It doesn't, it does not hurt my feelings because you know, B, we kind of talked about this recording, but don't feel sorry for yourself, right? I don't feel sorry for you, right? So if you don't want to do the sport, don't do the sport. Like if you're not happy in the sport, then don't do the sport. And if you're not in the sport, but still on the parent pages, get a life. You know what I mean? So <laughs> just keeping up. Well, what's the T with all-star youth cheerleading? <laughs> As a grown adult. So, you know, I don't know. No, but it does not hurt my feelings. It just struck odd. And it reminded me of like Christina being like, dude, like, you know, I just don't feel like there's an appreciation there. So anyway, Mike, back to you. B. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. I didn't see that post that you posted. I tried to just look for it, but I couldn't find it. The the post? Yeah, I tried to look for it, but I didn't find it. But I feel like as an outsider looking into that, I'm like, what are you what is that parent going through right now that's making them say that? Because just like in your life, we have ups and we have downs. We have good times, we have bad times. So are they going through a bad time right now where they're like, Don't do it? Or are they saying behind, don't do it? It's a lot of money. Or are they saying, don't do it because it's a lot of travel or don't do it because their kids truly love it. And they're like, wow, never thought my kids would love a sport this much. Um, so I kind of wonder behind like the reasoning of parents saying, don't do it. Not some good ones. Not some good, you know, and there's, you know, anyway, I just sent you the post. I think that should come up as the post. Yeah. So yeah, here we go. Run the other way, right? A little winky face. And I get it. It's funny, blah, blah. You know, but you make good points. Like, man, this is... I didn't know they're going to fall in love with it. And now I'm, you know, I'm, I'm deep in whatever. So yeah, anyway, oh, B. So shout out to Christina Johnson. Love you tons, fam. And now we're going to get to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something else. <laughs> Let's go. You guys always hear me talk about Sounds Like That, the official music producer of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Well, Sounds Like That is actually part of a bigger music team, Power Music. Power Music, your number one source for licensed cheer and dance music with over 750 pre-made mixes. These pre-made mixes are perfect for a variety of teams, including half-year teams, prep teams, novice, school, dance, and more, with prices starting as low as $15. Say it louder for the people in the back, as low 
as $15 and full two minute and 30 second tracks are available for just $95. You can easily find the perfect mix for your team, no matter the budget, but that's not all. You can also customize your mix with voiceovers, sound effects, song swaps, and more. With instant downloads available, you can have your perfect mix ready today if you wanted. Head on over to PowerTierMusic.com and use the promo code LTC10 for a 10% discount on your purchase. Link in the show notes. And we are back. Real quick, shout out to Jenny and shout out to Claire who have to sit during our... um. Jenny and Claire get the real episode of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast. Y'all get the nice packaged up episode, you know, but, you know, they hear all the outtakes and hear us. <laughs> Just They hear the raw, raw. Anyway, uh, guys, we're back with Cheer A to Z. And so Cheer A to Z, we give a random cheer tip from the alphabet. And I think we're on the letter V right now. I just skipped the letter W, W, U. Skip the letter U. But if you want the full Cheer A to Z in one place, again, link in the show notes, you can get the whole Cheer A to Z 26 tips on how to, um, you know, just be a better coach at our vidzing. And I think what we're going to do next, like we're almost done, we're on V right now. I think what we're going to do next, I think I'm going to go through Coach Wooden's pyramid. I think that's what we're going to do. You know, I always talk about Coach Wooden, I always talk about the pyramid. You always go through it every year with the kids. I think that's what I want to do is actually go through the pyramid and um, be like, yo, industriousness. This is what Coach Wooden said about industriousness. And like, you know, just talk about what I hear when I read it, how you can apply that as a parent as well, B. I think I'm going to make a cheer parent A to Z. Ooh, that's a good one. That'd be cool. All right. You should do it, B. That's cool. I'm happy for you. Speaking of making a cheer parent A to Z, guys, I'm writing a book. This is crazy. Guys, I know. You guys just want to, you're like, get to A to Z, Jason. Nope, I'm going to talk about my book right now. Guys, I'm writing a book and I don't know. I'm just like really proud of myself. Like I really am. You know, just so many times like over the years, people would be like, Jason, you should write a book. And I'm always like thinking like a book? Like you've ever read a book before? Like those, there's a lot of words in books. And people who write books are smart, right? And it's just like so much I don't know. And it just seemed like so like so many people believed that I could do it. But like, I didn't really believe that. And and like, even and I remember just thinking, like, even if I wrote a book, like wrote the words, how am I going to get it to the mass, you know, to the public? Right. And so it's just crazy how, um, you know, you always hear I don't know anything about the book industry. Right. But you like just through pop culture, like watching movies or TV shows and and whatever you hear about, oh, you got to get a publisher and, you know, an editor. And you like you hear about all these like things that just seemed so foreign and out of reach, like, oh, the book's not good enough. He didn't pick up his publishing deal or, or whatever. You know, these things that seem just so like crazy to me. It's crazy how much the world has evolved where you don't need like, you know, with self publishing now and you know, with, I haven't gotten an editor yet, but you know, but with like freelance websites like Upwork and um, like Fiverr, like you can find someone to like edit it for you, you know, and you can find someone to just to do everything for you, not everything for you, but to like help you along the process and like actually make it possible. So it's just crazy to me, you know, them actually writing a book. Ashley and Joey went to Disneyland um, this weekend and I was there on Saturday or was it Friday? One of those days by myself and I legit just wrote all day long. I woke up in the morning, right? Started writing and wrote until like, you know, 
8 p.m. or so, like all day long I was writing, right? 7,000 words, chapter five, right? And I think about, I thought about like when I was in school and I have to write like a three-page paper, right? You remember having to write a three-page paper, B? Oh, yeah. And like just how like... This is going to take me all night. It's going to take me all weekend. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And then you get older. It went from a three-page to a six-page. You're like a six-page paper, right? And so that's 7,000 words the other day was like 14 pages, right? Like something like that. A single space, not even double space, you know? Single space, 14 pages, just wrote it and was like excited to write it, right? Was just like getting it really into it. And so, I don't know, I'm just legit proud of myself for, you know, going through this process of actually writing a book. If you haven't heard, it's about, it's like a cheer parent's guide to all-star cheerleading. And just like from a coach's perspective, right? Much like what we do on the show, just trying to offer insight to parents about just all-star cheerleading and just like the different things. So anyway, there we go. So let's go ahead and get into our... Well, before we move on, let's do a check-in every couple of weeks to see where you are with the book. So as of right now, what chapter are you on? I just finished chapter five. I've started, um, I and I just finished, I think like on Sunday or mm-hmm. no, maybe I wrote chapter, maybe Friday I did chapter five and then Saturday, sorry, I think Friday I finished chapter five. That was the all day when Ashley went to Disney and then Saturday I did the first paragraph of chapter six, like the introduction of chapter six. Okay. And so, and then how many pages are you? I don't at? Know, I'm not really keeping track of like pages because I'm just like each each chapter is its own Google Doc, Google Doc. Okay. So it just you know, but chapter five is definitely the longest one. It probably will end up being the longest one. Maybe chapter. I don't think even chapter six is going to be that long, but but chapter six is going to be in two parts. Okay. So. All right. Well, we'll do a check in yeah. in a couple but weeks. There's going to be about six. We're on chapter six right now. I think there's going to be. 10 to 12 chapters. So we'll see how that, what it actually ends up being. But there's going to be like 10 to 12 chapters that we end up doing. Looking forward to reading it. Parents get on it. Uh, Coaches, you actually might learn a thing or two from this parent inside, you know, handbook. Or if you want to have it at your gym to, you know, sell the parents in your pro shop, let your boy know. We'll make a little, we'll make a little deal. Anyway, cheer A to Z. We're on V for visualization. Visualization. So yeah, Dude, visualizing is something you need to make sure your athletes are are doing. They need to be able to see the victory, right? And so it's one thing that we do. We definitely do it before the athletes take the stage on comp days. And as we get into this part of the season, we'll start visualizing actually at practice. And so you want, I've said this a billion times, that you cannot outperform your self-image. And one way to build up your self-image is to actually visualize the outcome that you want to have happen. So we'll visualize our routine at practice. And now we usually do it at the competitions, but now we're getting to this point in the season where we'll, where we'll start doing it at practice. So we'll go, we'll play the music and, you know, just have them walk through, you know, mark through the routine or sorry, perform the routine in their head. And we want them to perform like their very best routine. And as they get better at it, we'll start adding in different like elements to it, different variables to it. Like I want you to imagine what your perfect back handspring feels like when you do it. Okay, when we get to the elite, I want you guys to like visualize what it's like to hear the crowd erupt 
and then to like kind of calm yourself down and still do your elite. Like, I don't want that to be like a foreign um, thing for you. I remember the very first time that I competed, you know, we'd done our routine a billion times at practice, right? And then we get to our first competition and we used to do this basket toss in the middle of the routine and it was the smallest girl. B was like 70 something pounds, right? We're a large co-ed team. So we have grown men underneath of her, right? Like more than double her weight, right? Grown men underneath of her, you know, probably close to 200 pounds. Some of these guys throwing the seven, like four of them throwing the 70 pound girl in the air. And this basket toss would go so high, but it was, we did it every day at practice, right? And the first time we did it at competition and the crowd erupted, I just remember it kind of shaking me out of my concentration and, and being like, whoa, like I wasn't expecting that. Right. And so just kind of getting the kids used to like the eruption of the crowd and and just like calming themselves down and just so that when they hit the stage, it's not the first time they've been there. Right. And then, um, you know, we visualize, you know, winning competitions. Right. Especially as we head into the summit, you know, we'll have the kids lie down in the circle and we'll be like, and welcome to I got a microphone in here. I'm pretending I have a microphone. <laughs> Welcome to day two finals of the summit. It was a great competition. Oh, we had 10 great teams. And I'll go through the list of all the teams that were in our division. And then we'll get down to the last two. And in second place from, you know, blah, 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 all stars, the all stars from this other gym. And then that means our national champions are American cheer, right? So our kids are just like dialed in. They're ready to go. Yeah. Visualization B. Again, if you want the whole, the whole list, all 26 tips, link in the bio, go get it on my bidzing. So yeah. Anyway, there we go. B, you got anything you want to? I don't, I don't have anything. Any questions? No, not, not, <laughs> not today. Here we go. Not today. All right, B. Well, great show as per usual. Yeah, we're going to get into uh, Coach Wooden. I'm excited to do that. We're going to do a parent score sheet thingy. We may or may not do a, a coach score sheet thing. Let us know if you need it. Let us know if that's something people are interested in. Be nice to your coaches. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been real, guys. Love you guys. Love you tons, B. Five, six, seven, eight. We're wow. out. What up, party people? This is Jason Larkins, host of the Let's Talk Cheer podcast, and I've teamed up with Kristen Wheeler of the Cheer Mom podcast and Dan Cotton of the Cheer Biz podcast. That's right. Hey, everybody, Kristen here. We know that you love cheer, so why not dive into more perspectives? Tune into my podcast, the Cheer Mom podcast, for cheer issues spoken from the parents' perspective. Then head over to Dan's podcast, the Cheer Biz podcast, to learn from a gym owner on how to run a successful cheer business. And of course, don't miss the Let's Talk Cheer podcast featuring Jason Larkins, the one that we all know and love, where they talk about cheer from a coach's perspective. Which means whether you're a coach, a cheer parent, or a gym owner, we've got you covered. Find all three podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and stay tuned for new episodes each week.